Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help raise your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Welcome back to Ruined. My name is Hallie. And I'm Allison. I don't know why I did that. It was fun. I was waiting for us to break into song at some point. It finally right. happened. Yeah, luckily we own the rights to the Welcome Back Cotter theme song. Yeah. So yes. we're totally yes. fine. We will, of course, because we bought them be singing it every episode. Yeah, well, I think out. we're contractually obligated to at this point. So you're welcome. <laughs> so this is, of course, Ruined, where every week we ruin a different, uh, more spooky horror movie for you. My name is Hallie, and I, I love horror movies, and this is all I have right now. And uh, I am Allison, and I am terrified of horror movies, and I just need Hallie to tell me what happens so I never have to see them, ever. And it's my pleasure. We have a very special episode this week. We have, we're doing a movie that was recommended by a fan, so thank you so much to at Drapes on yes. Twitter. Yes, um, thank you. We love recommendations. Please keep them coming. I'm excited for this one. This is, yeah, this is one that I feel like um, was heavily advertised and we were all mm-hmm. super excited about how we feel about it now. I, I think it would be interesting to hear. We'd love to hear from our fans what you think about it. But the movie we are doing is the Octavia Spencer vehicle, Ma. Ma, yeah. I've seen this, I've seen the commercials for this like more often than almost like any other movie when it was uh, coming out. So this is like, while I love seeing the classics, or not seeing, I see none of these, but like while I love like when you tell me all about like classic horror movies or like really iconic scary ones, I also really like when we talk about ones that like I was bombarded with from a marketing standpoint because it mm-hmm. just ans- like those are just kind of lingering questions where it's like, I wonder whatever happened in Ma. <laughs> like, exactly. So well, we're, we're here to answer out. that. Exactly. Yes. It's exciting. Written and directed by Tate Taylor, and it's from Blumhouse, which I think is probably like why it's like in the ether. Like everyone sees every Blumhouse film, but also has kind of a stacked cast: Octavia Spencer, Juliette Lewis, Allison Janney, Missy Pyle. Some some people that I was excited to see. You yeah, know, that's fine. and um and so before we do any movie, we have Allison watch the trailer, which we recommend you do at home, even if you don't want to watch the movie. The trailer gives you sort of like a who's who of who to be yeah. afraid of, and it's like also like nice to get a vibe. Like, it's a, yes. it's a little bit of a vibe check. It's a good way to kind of get ready for an episode. So I just watched the trailer. Yeah, describe Ma's vibe to us, if you will. It's It feels so modern, and, like, we've done some old ones recently, so it felt kind of, like, fun to watch something that, like, you know, I feel like modern movies are, the trailers are always, like, everything is fine, and then everything falls apart. Whereas, like, a lot of the old ones, it's just, like, evil is around us at all times, and here's a story. Like, this is, like... Oh, we're teens. We're having fun. Let's get drunk. And like Octavia Spencer shows up and you're like, oh, she's great. And then it's all of a sudden like, dun, dun, dun. Things are getting worse. So I am uh, excited to see where it goes. Um, And I will say, I just want to note that uh, the director, Tate Taylor, also directed Octavia Spencer in The Help, uh, which he wrote and directed. So I'm assuming that's how they made this connection. Um, And, you know, and uh, apparently he had the script and approached her with it. And not that, like, not that, listen, every every actor should be so lucky to have a horror movie, but I did think this was an interesting decision on Octavia Spencer's part to want to be the villain in a horror movie. And yeah. But I completely, I mean, that's what I would do if I had any any acting clout whatsoever. Yeah, it's, like, fun. She's such a good actress. Like, she's yes. good at, like, drama and, like, heart, but she's also, she's great at comedy. And then it's exciting to see her do terror so. <laughs> so we also like to take a baseline scary. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison, how scary do you find the concept of your psychological scars from high school? Oh, I mean, all I've been thinking about for the last 20 years is the moments that I was embarrassed in high school. Those have not escaped me. So, Because you really just are like so, and I'm talking about you specifically, but yeah. also everybody, mm-hmm. like just you have no defense. Like you're just like nothing. so vulnerable. You have nothing. You have no social skills. It is just, 
you know, and and hopefully things, I, I really can't speak to kids now. I hopefully things that are a little better now that people like know that you can't like cyber bully people and stuff. I guess. But I think for most of human, it, it, high school experience is just, um, it's just catch as catch can. It is just, uh, it's just every day you're like, what horrible humiliation will be visited upon me? Yeah, 13 to 17 is an unquestionably terrifying time, no matter how good you feel like your life is or how, like, equipped you are to manage what's coming. Like, you don't, like, you have, like, all of the naivete of being a child and, like, not knowing how the world works, but, like, all of the bizarre confidence of being an adult just because you're, like, a little taller. Yeah, and you have to, like, it's like you're a kid, but now you're expected to do things and know things, which is very tough. Like, as a adult, like, anytime I have to do or know something new, I'm like, oh, God. And a teenager's every day. It's like a life skill or or, or actual lessons in school. And there's nothing more humiliating when you're a teen. Like, now, like, the second I don't know something, I'm like, I don't know what that is, and you're going to have to explain it to me. But, like, being wrong or not knowing something when you're that age is, like, cripplingly embarrassing and so you have to pretend like you know what's going on <laughs> when you have no idea what the fuck is happening so yeah i would i would i i i've never been happier than when i exited that part of my life and i will never look back and never like it's not glory days it's not the heyday it's not the best years of my life and unfortunately there's some people who simply can't look back because they're still in it yeah both literally and mentally mm. So let us begin, but before we do, Allison, we always like to get, get have her guess the twist. What do you think will happen in Ma, and will there be a twist? Guess the twist. I do think there's a twist. This is all purely based off of watching the trailer. It seems like she seems like a stranger, and then we find out that she has some kind of connection to these kids that she's been hanging out with. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, their par- like her and their parents know each other. So, like, I don't know what that means. I mean, I could make some loose guesses, but, like, I think that the twist will come with, like, what that connection is. Great. Okay. Let us begin. Uh, we open on Erica, who's played by Juliette Lewis, moving home with her teen daughter, Maggie. Now, this is shot in Mississippi, but there's a lot of little clues to suggest that this is is supposed to be Northeast Ohio, which is where I'm from. Oh, For example, you see a, a telephone number for a business, and it's a 216, which is like the Cleveland area. And there's like the, a power plant that I think is supposed to be like the Perry Power Plant. It doesn't look at all like Northeast Ohio. It looks like Mississippi. But there were certain things where I was like, I, I just like, I wonder, I guess maybe they wanted to make it like a more ambiguous Amer- any American town. You know, They, they don't tell you like we're in Mississippi. It's just where no. it was shot. Okay. No, you only know that you're not in California because we learned that Erica's <laughs> husband has left her and Maggie when they were living in, I believe, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He abandons okay. them. So in order to make a fresh start, they move back to Erica's hometown, which is where we're at now. Great. Erica has to enroll in a new high school, which is already like the worst possible situation. No, that alone could be a horror movie. <laughs> It's also the middle of February, so he, she starts at her school, and she's very nervous, and the first student she meets is this girl, Jeannie, uh, who's this, uh, a black student, and she has a motorized wheelchair that's kind of like the battery's dying, so she has um, Maggie push her up this incline in the high school, and they have kind of a moment, and it's like, well, thanks so much, and, you know, Maggie feels like she humiliated herself because she like didn't couldn't talk in the conversation, but, you know, that's the first person she met. What, what Maggie has going for her being a new student is that the actress who plays Maggie is stunningly beautiful. Yeah. So whereas I feel like I would have joined a school and no one would have spoken to you for six months in high school. Oh, easily. Immediately, um, she's approached by a group of friends, Haley, Andy, Chaz, and um, Darrell. Those and, are some teen names. <laughs> yes. And, and Haley even says to Maggie, you have a great ass. So I think it's like... Haley's like the fast girl, like the wisecracking girl. And she, Maggie's sort of immediately brought into this group of, so it's a one girl and three extremely cute boys. So Maggie's like, I yeah, did it. I, I pulled I it off. It. it worked. And they invited her to a party, but she said, I'm actually going to a musical festi- music festival with my mom. And they're like, oh, you're hanging out with your mom? Okay, lame, whatever. Uh, Maggie immediately likes one of the boys, Andy, who is the okay. only actor in this movie who actually looks like a teenager, whereas everyone else looks like in their, they're in their early 20s. Yeah. So it's kind of odd to me like to see him where I'm like, somebody got to watch that kid. Like, I hope, I hope that kid's okay. I'm sure he's the exact yeah. same age as all of them. Of course, yeah. 
But it's just funny when we make 25-year-olds play 17-year-olds, some of them look anywhere in that range. Yes, yes. Um, meanwhile, Erica starts her job. She's working at a casino, and she immediately meets her coworker Stu, who is this very sweet, lovely, I'm assuming he's gay. It's not said he's gay, but I'm going to project that onto Why? the film. Okay, sure. And he's just exactly like this warm, like, I'm going to show you what to do. I wanted more Stu. I'll be absolutely honest. Like, yeah. it's just the person that when you start a job, you're like, please, anyone be nice to me and want to hang out with me. And he immediately is like, we're going to be friends. That's nice. Things are looking up for their little family. Uh, however, and this on, is where she grew up. Yeah, so she she grew up there. She went to the same high school as okay. Maggie is going, is going now. To, okay. Yeah. And they don't spend a lot of time. We have certain movies where, like, they don't really spend a lot of time, like, fleshing out the world. And in this case, I'm like, is, do they still have family there? Are her, are her parents there? Uh, does she have right. friends? They don't really get into it. Yeah, they're like, we got stuff to do. We got Ma right. to meet. We got a Ma on the horizon, and we we're about <laughs> to meet her. So on Saturday, Erica and Maggie are supposed to go to this music festival, but Erica gets called in to cover a shift, and she's like, we need the money. I'm just going to go. So Maggie texts Haley and the guys, and so they are taking, they're going, they're embarking on the classic kid high school um, pastime, which is driving around in someone's van, getting drunk, smoking weed, and vaping. Perfect. And eventually going to hang out at the rock piles, which is like the, na- oh, sure. like everyone in town knows, oh, if you're going to smoke a drink, you're going to hang out at the rock piles. Oh, sure. Everybody had, what was, what was there like a area in your high school that well, like people went to? Allison, I'm going to be absolutely honest. I'm, like, not cool. So yeah, if that's what people were doing, I don't know. I think I smoked weed once in high school. I never drank. All my friends were very good, like, goody two-shoes. And you're, if you're listening to this, you know that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it's, like, we would just hang out in people's basements. We could have been getting up to yeah. stuff, but, like, we were nerds. So we were just, like, drinking Dr. Pepper and watching American Idol. But um, I <laughs> honestly, I think it was mostly like uh, people's houses, which we will also eventually yeah. end up at Ma's house. So, but yeah. what about you? Was there like a? It was people like I. I was not. I'm a party animal now and have been for like a long time. But in high school, I was not really. It was only like with a couple of friends that we would, you know, go to parties or, or have parties. And it was just, you know, I had one friend whose parents like I don't know if they even lived in Maryland with us or if they just gave her a house and were like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of situations like that where it's like somebody's older brother's like place, but he doesn't live there. And you're like, yeah. well, all right, I guess we'll just stand in the background around a bonfire. Yeah, like my parents definitely left me alone quite a bit, like for a week at a time to go on vacation. But like even then, I had like the tamest, tiniest party one night of the week. Of the oh, yeah, like, I would have been so panicked about like getting in yeah. trouble, like somebody yeah. getting hurt. I was, I am an extremely nervous person. So yes. I feel like I'd be like, guys, we yeah, can't I think do I got this. Because like the house was cleaner than when they left it. They're like, well, something has happened here. (laughs) Well, if only... So they're going to pile of rocks. Yeah, so if only these kids had been more cautious about their experience. So they go to the convenience store and they're doing that thing where they're basically... Each one's taking a turn standing outside trying to get an adult to buy them beer. Mm -hmm. And they meet a vet tech named Sue Ann who's walking a three-legged dog. And they approach her and they say, you know, would you buy us beer? And she's like, I could get arrested, you know, blah, 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 until she notices the van they're driving. So it's Andy's dad's van. And on the on the hood, it says uh, Hawking's Security. So that's his last okay. name. Sure. And she immediately recognizes presumably the name. And she's like, actually, yeah, you know, I will get you guys stuff. So um, she buys them beer and like aftershock. And so they go to the rock pile and they're just having, a, like, they're just lamenting their small-town life and, like, drinking around a fire, and Andy's yeah. kind of flirting with Maggie. You know, normal stuff. Yeah, um, teens. Meanwhile, we see Sue Ann call Andy's father, Ben Hawkins. Okay. And, and basically rat the kids out for drinking up at the rock pile. What a bitch. And Ben ends up calling the p- cops, and they show up at the rock pile, and the cop gets out, who is the director, Tate Taylor, plays the cop, and he's like... That's fun. Very Hitchcock. Yeah, he goes up to Andy. He's like, your father, Ben Hawkins, told me that he wants me to arrest you, but I went to high school with him and he was an asshole. So I'm going to come back in 10 minutes and you guys have to get rid of this booze. All right. And we sort of find out that uh, Andy's father, Ben, was like the, um, you know, like star quarterback, like the hottest guy in school. Sure. And everyone hates him because he was such an asshole in high, in high school. Okay. And when... Uh, when Ma places the call to Ben, he's actually getting a blowjob from a woman named Mercedes, also a high school uh, classmate of oh his, God. played by Missy Pyle. And it was nice to see her. That's fun. 
It was, I, I feel bad that the first time we see her, she's slobbing on someone's knob, but yeah, she's great in this bad. movie. Could have used more of her, honestly. This already sounds like this movie is just like a cautionary tale against never leaving your hometown and yes. having multiple generations in one is. area where everyone knows each other. <laughs> Completely. So, um, the, you know, the kids, uh, luckily, they're, they get out of trouble. So a couple days later, they're back at the convenience store, and Sue Ann uh, is there, and she buys the kids booze again. And the kids are like, thanks so much. And she said, if you follow me, I'll give you, like, I don't want it to be do it in front of the convenience store because I don't want people to see. So they follow her and, the, and they go to Sue Ann's house. And Sue Ann says, if you want, you could party at my cell, in my cellar, which has like those outside like cellar doors, you know, from like um, Wizard of Oz. But yeah. I always associate that where it's like a storm might come through and yes, you might have yes. to go into the basement you, from the outside like of the house. It's like patches that should be battened down. That's like how I think of it. And so uh, so they go, she's like, you could party in my basement, you know, have a good time. And the only character who's like, we don't know this woman, this is a bad idea, is Darrell, who is also the only black friend in the group. Mm-hmm. And sense. he and uh, Sue Ann have a couple, like, interactions around their blackness where I feel like she just doesn't want to be, like, associated with him. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a larger sense because uh, I was reading that, like, the script was written for a white woman and then a <laughs> white protagonist, and then it was sort of rewritten when Octavia Spencer was interested. And I will say, mm-hmm. perhaps they d- could have used another pass to yeah. sort of connect the, the the issues that they bring up, which are all interesting issues. Yeah. But then at a certain point, they're like, well, this is a horror Just, movie, baby, so we got to get to Yeah, we got to keep it moving and get back to the murder. And it's like, well, we could talk about the larger implications of race and small towns and whitewashing. Exactly. And so Sue Ann is basically like, I'm not a, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. And so I, if you're going to drink, I'd rather you drink in the house, basically. So but she they, doesn't have kids well, that we know of at this stage We of the do game. not know of whether she has kids at this okay. point. So she tells the kids. My only house rules are. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Sorry. And don't spit on my floors, please. Oh, and you, I'm going to need your keys. You got to check in with me before walking out that door because I got to know you're safe to drive. Cool. Yeah, fine. Okay, oh, and nobody go upstairs. That's my world, and right now it's a mess. The other thing I want to talk about with Sue Ann is the wig... This is my only qualm with this movie. The wig <sighs> consistency is all over the place hmm. to the point that eventually in the movie, I think it was just intentional. So <laughs> the from scene to scene within the same day, Octavia Spencer's wig is drastically different. There's a shot, uh, there's a, a scene, I, I'll see if I can find it and we'll post it to our social, where she's getting a phone call at her job at, a, at the veterinarian's office where we cut to her on the phone, cut to the other person, then cut back. Her wig is different. Oh, my God. So her wig has changed within a matter of two seconds. Yeah, that's a very specific look. The the, the wig, the like, the, the hairstyle that, that she is sporting. Committed to. Is so specific and so, uh, like, oddly perfect in its shape. Like, yes. that, like to, to, for to see any inconsistencies seems very obvious, like, glaring almost. Yeah, and then eventually she has more wigs, so like she has like a longer version of that, which okay. actually does look cute. Okay. But yeah, it's a very like a rolled bob with like mm-hmm. a, a a solid bang, which is hard to pull off for anybody. Yeah, and as so anyone watching this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Where all of a sudden the wig is completely different. I don't know what was going on there, and it, it was kind of fun. I'm excited for that. Um, so they are they're hanging out. Oh, and Darrell says, Do you have any pizza rolls, Ma? And so she's like, Ah, my nickname is Ma. So they from now on, the rest of the movie, they all call Sue Ann Ma. Okay. Meanwhile, she goes to make them some pizza rolls and she starts stalking all of them on social media. Mm. So she finds Andy Hawkins, finds his father Ben, finds Erica. It turns out that Maggie's mother Erica also went to high school with them, as yep. did Mercedes, uh, Missy Pyle's character. So they all okay. went to high school with Ma. Okay. They all were part of her graduating class. And it's the same high school that all these kids go to now. Exactly. And so we don't know why she's so interested, but she's sort of, you know, piecing together, following them, figuring out where they're at, and then inviting them over to her house. Mm-hmm. While they're hanging out at the house, Chaz starts, I don't know, teasing Ma, or like he's being antagonistic towards Ma, and he's like, you should, you know, do like invest some money in this place. This place could be really cool down here. And she says hey, do you want to see something cool? Here's something cool. And she pulls out a gun and she forces Chaz to strip at gunpoint while the other kids look on. There's a lot of crime happening there. 
And then she starts laughing and she's like, I'm just kidding. This doesn't even work. You're under arrest for being so dang cute. But it was this like very shocking, weird moment where it's like, like it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like also that's such a look into like, like they're teen, like they're underage. So like already she's crossed a line. And this is almost too early because at first I was like, oh, this could be our point of like, Allison, what would you do? But the answer is you wouldn't come back. But because these kids are so desperate to have a place to hang out, yeah. they're sort of willing to be like, okay, she's crazy, but, like, nothing bad really happened. Yeah, also, like, as a teen and as a young person, like, you don't know, you don't, yes. you don't realize the danger you're in 70% of the time. Like, you're just like, yeah, that's how it works, right? Again, like, not knowing how the world works. It's like, oh, an adult doing that is, like, criminal, <laughs> Yeah, like, there, and there are definitely, like, moments I remember in high school where, like, somebody's, like, just, not necessarily a parent, but, like, uncles at a party. Or, like, I remember going to a party and, like, dancing with this guy. And someone's like, oh, yeah, that's, like, the guy, the, the person who was hosting the party. That's his older brother. He's 25, and his kids are, like, waiting in the car outside. Huh? And I was like, what? But So I just feel like from my experience, like, it is odd that they're hanging out in this strange woman's basement. But it's not so odd that I can't see it. No, that I, makes while sense. I had while I had friends whose parents like I don't think lived in the house that they lived in, I also had friends whose parents were like desperate to be friends with like that the sucks. kids. That, I, they, that's like yeah. I'm like, why is why is Debbie at this party? Why is she drinking a Coors Light next to like her kid's boyfriend? Like uh, you know, so yeah, I I would, but I also was still at that party. So oh, exactly. Well, because where else were you gonna go? But I think that's what we're going to understand about Ma is like Ma is sort of desperate to be cool. And part of that is that she doesn't have a lot going on. She works at a veterinary clinic as a vet tech and her boss is Dr. Brooks played by Allison Janney who is a huge bitch to Ma the entire movie. She's like, why are you on your phone? God, get out of my sight. Like she's insanely mean. The and that's it. The rural vet business. And I think it is like she's just taking out like all of her stuff on Ma unduly. Is Ma like maybe sort of like constantly caught in a daydream or like stalking teenagers on Instagram? Yeah, okay, she is. Yeah, sure. But, you know, you you do feel for Ma in that moment, especially with Alice and Chani. She's a good actress too and you're like, don't say, don't be so mean to Ma. Uh, We see Erica at the casino and she has a run-in with Mercedes and Ben. And Mercedes like, oh my God, we went to high school together. Like, it's so sad that you thought you could like get out of town and like have a new life, but you just ended up back here with us, which <sighs> is very funny. And she's also so drunk, she basically has to get escorted out. And a casino, I, wow. Yeah. And I think it's sort of like, we're just supposed to think like, it is sad. Like Erica doesn't want to be working at, at this casino as a cocktail waitress. Guess what? She's got a kid. What is she going to do? Right. You know? Um, so that weekend, Stu picks up Erica, so we get to see Stu again. Stu picks up Erica, and they're going to a training seminar because they they want to end up being, like, the actual dealers of the casino. Mm-hmm. And so they're going away, and Erica, you know, is like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Haley again. They end up back at Ma's place, and Ma's essentially invited the whole school. And she's got, like, wings. She's got, like, a spread. Like, she's turned her place to a party space. Yeah. And you can see that Ma's, like, really excited to, like, be cool and to hang out, yeah. which sucks. It just that, sucks to have an adult sucks. that, like, wants that. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. We also meet a character named Ashley, which I thought was a fun, ad, like, addition, where she's a pastor's daughter, and she doesn't want to get in trouble for drinking, so at every party she just pretends to be wasted and, like, passes out on the couch. And they're like, <laughs> but she's obviously awake. <laughs> so, also, everybody knows, so it's not cool anymore. But I thought what that was, like, like, a deeply unpleasant way to spend a party. <laughs> Yeah, but I also understand, like, I could see, I feel like I was friends with those people where it's like, if I pretend to be drunk, then I don't have to really right. get drink. And I won't. Yes. It's like, guys, this Just sucks. don't get, yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so they're all hanging out. Everyone's wasted. And Ma's like, like doing the robot. Like, Ma wants to be in the middle of it, you know? And I do think there should have been a little more of the kids being like, what the fuck's going on with Ma? Like, Ma's going crazy. But, you know, I, I, I've been in those situations enough to be like, all right, we're drinking and we're just going to ignore the fact that Ma's like, yeah. Absolutely breakdancing in the middle of our, you know, <laughs> group. And there's some uncomfortable moments where, like, Ma, like, touches Andy's face, and she, like, feels Darrell's arm, and she says, mm, milk did that body good. And Ew. you're like, I don't know, you know, like, is she hitting on them? So then we get a flashback where we see Ma in the past, when sure. she was in high school. Mm-hmm. And so we see young Ma. Her hair is pretty much the same. Yeah, that tracks. And young Ben, so Ben Hawkins, young Ben invites young Ma to a party at the Rock Piles. 
So this is like in the late 80s. Yeah. And so she ends up going, and she's really nervous, and young Ben's like, oh, you know, you, have you never been to a party before? She's like, huh, no, I go to a ton of parties. Obviously you don't. Everyone can see yeah. your haircut. Like, you yeah. got no friends, man. That haircut screams, this is my first party. And so, and ben, she said, oh, I like your hair. And, ben, and young Ben says, I like your hair too. And I think we're going to think, oh, did she never change her hair? Because one time young Ben said that he liked it, maybe. Oh, wow. It's, like, it's almost like the horror of this movie is like, oh, girl, no. It's, it's like the shame and the cringiness yes. more than like any violence that could come. However, when she's invited to the rock pile, we get the idea because uh, young Mercedes is there and young Erica that this might be part of like a prank or like that they're only inviting mm. her to make fun of her later. Oh. And instead of doing the right thing, which is like Erica, I think we're understanding is like the nice one. She kind of just like dips. Like she's like, I don't want to get involved with this. What she should have done is hang out with young Ma and like make sure she was okay. Yeah. But she, again, she was a teenager. We all make mistakes. Young mm. Ben and young Mercedes are the ones who are sort of like setting Ma up for disappointment later by like inviting her to this party. Mm-hmm. Back at the... In the future, back in the present time, okay. and uh, the kids are trying to get Ma to take a drink, and Ma says, "I don't drink." The last time I did, you don't want to know. So Ma does not drink. Oh. However, she then takes a shot, and she just starts to go nuts, right? Yeah. And uh, one, I think Andy like offers a toast to Ma, so they turn down the music, and they're like to Ma and like Ma's party palace or whatever. And in the silence of the toast, you hear a loud thud from up in the house, and Ma oh. goes up to sort of handle it. And she goes to the fridge and she takes out a syringe full of liquid and then you see her walk up to the second floor. And uh, oh. two kids start fucking in the bathroom, a perfect high school party detail, so no I one could it. use the bathroom. Right, yeah, that's fun. And so Haley and uh, Maggie say, well, we're just going to sneak upstairs to go to another bathroom, which is, again, against Ma's specific rules. Do not yeah. go up into the house. So they go to the bathroom. There's a ton of African art. Uh, Haley goes to pee. And as Maggie is waiting, she hears Ma up in the second floor, and she said, um, basically, it's like, you shouldn't have done this. She hears thumping, like, it sounds like someone's Ma's manhandling like Ma someone. That? Ma says this to someone who does not reply. You shouldn't have done that. So Maggie's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Something's going on. And so she goes to the bathroom, tell her, just wrap it up, whatever. And they come out of the bathroom, and Ma grabs, is downstairs like a flash. And yeah. slams uh, Haley against the wall and then slams uh, Maggie against the wall. And she's like, what are you doing? I told you to never go in the house. And they run down the stairs and they collect sort of the main crew and they yeah. run. Okay. Allison, at this point in the film, I have to ask you, what would you do? What would you do? I mean, I'm as an adult, I'm saying this, like looking back, like at teenage, like I would have just peed outside. Yes, 100%. Um, like that's, I, that's what I would have done. But then I would have been like, we're going, we are telling our parents, we are, we are call. maybe, I don't know. You don't want to like ruin the fun for everybody else, which right. is like the hard thing about being a teenager is you're like, how do I stop something bad, but also like not also stop something good. But like the, all of the stuff she had done, that's like, and then like any, any, if somebody lays their hands on me, I'm like, I have to tell my mom. Right. <laughs> that's what I would want to do. <laughs> I feel like I would be, I wouldn't do the right thing and tell my parents, but I would be like, we're never going back there. Yeah, well, that would definitely, yeah. The, I probably would not end up telling my parents until it was too late and something else had already happened. Right, well, great. Then you exactly, you, you and these kids have something <laughs> in common. You're great. <laughs> so uh, in the morning, all the kids wake up and they have a million texts from Ma being like, I'm sorry, i sorry I acted that way, blah, 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 like apologizing. And they're like, I don't know if we should go back to Ma, but... Dr. Ma's bud, this girl Stephanie wants to have a birthday party there, so I guess we're doing it, you know? So now it's the like, other kids... like, aren't there kids, more abandoned places? Like, aren't there more places they could drink? Like, it just seems like it's, like, kind of a big, spread-out, like, rural, suburban area. Like, I don't yeah. know, you can find another outdoor space that the cops and your parents don't know about. Yes, I agree. And I guess it's, like, this is just the stupidity of being a teenager where you're, like, not thinking all those options yeah, out. Or it's, like, I don't want to deal with finding a new place. Like, right. this is the perfect situation... So uh, Andy asks out Maggie. They, don't, they already had a little flirtation, but now they're dating and it's very cute and they're really excited. And they walk out of school to be like, let's get pizza. And Ma's waiting for them outside the school. Mm-hmm. And everyone, and she's like, you should come over tonight. I got a keg or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, I've got like a paper. And Andy says, I had to write a paper about historic shipping routes of Africa. And Jarrell says, all those ships with our people in the belly. Ain't that right, Sue Ann? 
Like, he's referencing slavery, and yeah. Mosser, like, sh- sh- shuts down and doesn't acknowledge it. Now, <laughs> it's just a very odd comment to make, like, to suddenly reference slavery, but right. I think we're supposed to be that, like, in a lot of situations where it's mostly white people, there's only a few people of color. Yeah. It's almost like sort of like Ma does not want another person of color there. Like she wants to I be see. the one the person. Old. Yes. For a lot of complicated psychological reasons that the movie does not really get into. Yeah. And it, it feels like also like this all could have been easily cut <laughs> or like it could have just been a different topic and he could like, like to bring it up and then not to follow through is like a little... I just feel like as a white person, it's like, mm. this to me smells like, oh, a white person was like, oh, I'll change this for a black protagonist, but I don't actually know how to do that, so I'll just right. do what I think. And right. and I don't, it's like, that. Th- those are interesting elements. Like, what is it like to be like, you are, you went to this high school and you're in this town where you're in this extreme mi- minority. That's mm-hmm. a very interesting, like, experience and prime for a horror movie. Yes. But then you're just like, we're just not spending time on that. Yeah, that's not what this is about, so we'll kind of just move on. Yeah, like it, 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 it affects the movie, but it's not the focus of the movie in a way that I think is at the detriment of the film, I suppose. Yeah. But also, like Jarrell, maybe he's trying to be like, oh, I'm like, like, we're trying to like relate to one another, and Ma's just not having it because Ma mm-hmm. does not have social skills for anybody, yeah. let alone dealing with the topic of race when everyone else um, is white, is what we're supposed to think, I think. Okay. They decline her invitation. Haley says to her, like, damn, Ma, don't you have a job? You need to get a man. And Ma says, you need to watch your mouth. Meanwhile, Ma has started buying alcohol for other teens in town. So she buys beer for these boys, but when they get it, they open a beer and they throw it in her car and they call her a loser. Wait, teens did that to Ma? Teens teens did that to Ma, Allison. Can you believe it? Also, like, you should be so lucky that someone is buying you beer. You take the beer and leave. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, completely. Don't, like, end up being, like, an asshole to this woman who just did you a huge illegal favor. So that weekend, the the kids are like, okay, we're going to go to Stephanie's party at Ma's house, but we're just going to stop in. Maggie is very much like, I don't even want to go, but I will go just to say hi to Stephanie. Right, yeah, you know Stephanie would make that about her. (laughs) Oh, yeah, oh, my God, you know Stephanie. She's just like, ugh, you wouldn't come to my party, even though a terrifying stranger was hosting it. Stephanie does have a fun line where she got a, she has like this beautiful bracelet and Maggie's like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. Where'd you get it? And she said, oh, I got it for, uh, my boyfriend gave it to you for our fifth month anniversary. So then I let him go go down on me. So, (laughs) which I thought was again a fun fun high school detail. That's a fun high school detail. Um, And so at the party, Ma's trying to act like all friendly with Maggie again. And Maggie's the only one who's like, I just don't think this is a great idea Meanwhile, Andy starts to, like, make out with Maggie, and it's like, oh, we should go to the van. And Ma immediately cock blocks and, like, gets in there and, and is like, oh, we're going to take shots, we're going to dance, whatever. And she gives Ma- Maggie, like, an extra shot. And Maggie oh. is immediately wasted. So we don't know what was in that But it's not shot. just, like, Goldschlager. Exactly. So in the morning, Maggie wakes up, and she has skin knees, and her earrings, which her mother had given her, um, are missing. She also does not remember leaving the party. Mm. So she's sort of like, I don't understand how I got this drunk. And Andy's like, it's fine. We all get drunk. You know, you weren't that sloppy. Like, I just took you home. It's totally fine. But, you know, again, another reason for Maggie to be sort of, I don't know, terrified. So um, Maggie invites Andy over to meet her mother, Erica. And we learn Andy's backstory. So he, we know he's Ben's son. And then his mother died five years ago of cancer. Okay. And so we know Ben is single. Uh, Ben owns an armored vehicle company. And Andy hates Mercedes, who we find out Ben is still still dating or is dating again now that his wife has died, I guess. Like, he's back to dating his high school girlfriend, who was horrible. Great. And Erica's like, oh, yeah, I know Ben and Mercedes. They were horrible in high school. I totally remember that. Uh, Meanwhile, Ma keeps sending videos and messages, everybody, like, begging the kids to come hang out all the time. Don't make me drink alone. And I don't want to hear any of this. I have homework crap. Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. Like, it's like, it's getting worse and worse. So Haley makes a video and sends it to everybody in the school, I guess, and says, everybody block Ma. She's a a crazy bitch. Do not go to Ma's. You know, but of course, Ma ends up getting that video. Of course. Um... And and Ma's immediately, like, you know, horrified and, like, angry. And we see another flashback of young Ma um, 
gets a note from young Ben asking her to come meet him in the janitor's closet. Oh, no. And uh, at a certain point in the flash, in one of the flashbacks, young Mercedes is putting lipstick on Ma and telling her how to give a blowjob, which is so sad and sucks so bad. Oh, that everything about that sucks. And young Ben, like, slips her, like, a note. It's like, meet me in the janitor's closet. And young Ma's, like, excited that, like, a boy actually likes her. Mm-hmm. And, and, young, and Mercedes, like, don't worry. You won't have to do it for that long. Like, you look really hot. So Ma oh. is, like, I know. That's, I, that's, I think we were this. trying to be, like, we want to be sympathetic to young Ma. Because Ma, in the present day, is going to do some stuff that is pretty unforgivable. Yeah. So finally, uh, Ma said, would you please, to the main crew, please meet me out at the rock piles. And they're like, okay, we'll meet you, but, like, that's it. And so you meet her, and Ma's like, I'm really sorry. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have pancreatic cancer. I'm on a lot of medication that makes me act really crazy. I shouldn't be drinking, and I'm just going through a lot of stuff. So I'm sorry. What I, I did cross the line, and I was inappropriate, but I just wanted to apologize to you and just let you know that. So now all the kids feel terrible. Of course. You know? They're like, oh, my right. God. That's, like, like, the perfect thing to Exactly. Believing whether that's true or not, you're just like, oh yeah, it all tracks, and it's like very sympathetic. And so Ma's like, so if you could come by Saturday to hang out, like I would really appreciate it. And everyone's like, wow, I feel really bad. But then Haley pulls Maggie aside. She's like, you know what I took away from that uh, conversation is that she was wearing Stephanie's bracelet, and they realized Haley has lost her grandmother's ring, and then also um, Maggie's the earrings that her mother mm-hmm. gave her are now missing. Haley's like, I think Ma took the that the, our jewelry when we were asleep. So we let's break into Ma's hop house to t- uh, look for our stuff. Nope, this is when I would call the police. They immediately break into Ma's house and they're looking around. It looks again, looks like a normal house, a lot of African art. Then they go to the second floor, and the second floor has what I would describe as like a baby gate, but it's built mm. over the entire stairwell, mm. like an adult baby gate. So, of course, they go up there. When you see an adult baby, a creepy adult baby gate in no. a house, you, of course, open it and you walk through the second no, story. I would turn the fuck around and get the hell out of there. And while they're there, they go into Ma's room and they find that she's been making like yearbook collages of both like their parents' faces and their faces. So it's sort of like Ma's like, creating these like yearbook memories of them as if she's in high school with them. You run out of the house at that point. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is terrifying. So meanwhile, um, when uh, Ma's at work, so we know Ma's not going to be coming home anytime soon, but Ma's at work and Ben Hawkins comes in to drop off his cat. And he's like, oh my God, Ma, I didn't know you worked here. I haven't seen you since high school. And Ma's like, oh yeah, whatever. And Ben's like, I'd love to catch up. Like you want to go, would you want to get a drink after work? And Ma's like, me, Ma? After what happened (laughs) in high high school? Yes, of course. So now she has a plan to, like, get a drink with Ben Hawkins, who is single and a huge asshole. But I will say he looks he still looks good. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's in the trailer. Yes. It was appealing. <laughs> While Maggie and uh, Haley are in the house, a figure appears at the door, and it is Jeannie, who is the uh, black student who was in the wheelchair, who Maggie had g- give a push. Oh. So it turns out that Jeannie is, one, Ma's daughter— who is goes to high school with them? Whoa! Who we have never seen at any of the parties, and Ma has never talked about. Two, she's up and about; she's able to walk. So I think we're supposed to think this is like a, um, you know, the act type of yeah, um, yeah, 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 Munchausen by proxy. And uh, Maggie's like, Jeannie, we have I've not seen you in school in weeks. Like, where have you been? She's like, Well, my mom says I'm really sick, so I can't really go to school. So I'm just like doing homeschooling or something. And she looks bad. She also has Ma's exact haircut, which is oh. an even to me, it's like it's one thing to have Munchausen, it's another thing to make your kid have the same haircut you do. Yeah, that's no, that's even that's worse. a different level of psychotic. And so Maggie was ready. She's like, you should come to the basement and hang out with us sometime. You know, it's just not knowing what to say to yeah, her. Yeah, no, that's like the, the yeah, that's how I would cover up too. And so right then, Ma arrives home because she wants to change before going out with Ben. And so Jeannie's like, you need to get the fuck out of the house. You cannot be here when my mother gets here. So they run down into the house. They end up running into the basement and they narrowly avoid being caught by Ma. Who knows what she would have done, but it would not be good. So uh, Ma then changes and she looks great. She has a different longer wig. It's still the same wig, but it's just longer. And it looks better. It looks better. It's like straight at the ends. She looks great. And uh, she meets up with Ben. She really, like, they've done a great job of being, like, frumpy Ma. And now she's like, oh, like, 
This is her going out. This is her trying to attract a man. Yeah, and, like, listen, if you stay in your hometown, people are going to cycle through marriages. You know, like, people are going to oh. end up single again, so. That, yeah, that's, I'm sure, happening in my hometown. <laughs> so she meets up with Ben, and Ben's, like, super nice to her, and, like, they're kind of, like, flirting and get along, getting along. And uh, Ma always likes to say, are you really going to make me drink alone? And we, hear, we realize that that's Ben's phrase. Like, Ben in high school said, do you really want me to drink alone? And now Ma says it. So it's all, like, tied into drinking or whatever. And she only sure. orders a Diet Coke because I think she's trying not to drink. Right. And so while they're flirting, Ben takes out uh, this, like, black rectangle and puts it on the table. And he says, do you know what this is? And Ma, of course, says, I don't. And he said, this is a tracking device that I have on all my trucks because it's part of my business. And I have been tracking oh. my son, and he has been spending a lot of time in your house. And I want to know what the hell you were doing having high schoolers come over to your house. Okay, so he, from the get-go of this invitation. Yes. So is that even his cat? You know, who knows? Right, that's a good question. Was it that cat? Because I'd be like, I would leave that cat alone with Ma after yeah, I... Yeah, just like, just bring in a stray and be like, here, fix it. Uh, want to have a drink? Yeah. And so Ben essentially calls out Ma and reads her to filth. And she says, I think you're trying to get back at me. You liked me in high school. I did not give you the time of the day. And now you have like some weird fixation on my son and you're trying to recreate high school. This is your one warning and I better never hear my son is at your house ever again. And then he leaves. And Ma's like... Oh, well, he is right. I mean, that stuff's all true. Yeah. But, you know, she's horrified. And so uh, Maggie ends up telling Andy about Ma's house, and she's like, we met Jeannie, and she could walk, and I don't know, she's acting so weird. But Andy's thing is, like, well, his mom died of cancer, and when she was dying, she also acted very bizarrely. So he's like, I don't know if Ma's sick, then, like, she might just be acting erratically, and, like, it's out of her hands, you know? Like, that sucks, but, like— It's almost like we don't—we we can't get—she's an adult woman. You know, we're teenagers. Right. And Maggie's like, yeah, I guess so, but I don't know. Like, she just has such a bad feelings about, about Jeannie and about partying mm-hmm. there. So she's saying, I don't want to go there ever again, and I don't want you to go party there. Yeah. And Eddie says, I would that's stop fine. going there. Absolutely. I would tell everybody not to go here, but again, the lure of, of drinking is just too strong. We then get a flashback, and we find out that young, young Ma gave a blowjob to— who she believed to be at the time, young Ben. And then as soon as they're done, she opens the door and walks outside and she looks and it turns out young Ben, young Mercedes and a bunch of their high school classmates are all waiting there to laugh at her. And she looks and it turns out like Ben had sent in a different guy. So she blew some guy that she didn't know who he was. Like, is it also a prank on him? I don't, it's, kids are so mean. No, I guess like the guy was in on it. Everyone was in on it except for Ma. And she okay. thought she was hooking up with young Ben, but in but fact, he was, was just some else. random guy. Just this is sexual guy. assault. Yes. Oh, like, if you trick somebody... Like, buy a book that is sexual assault. Right. So it's like, you understand, like, Ma is devastated. And I think what we're to think oh. is she just never got past this. Yeah. Nothing in her life could, could ever... Exactly. I mean, and, without, like, extensive therapy and self-growth. Yeah. Meanwhile, Maggie gets back to her house, and she walks in, and Ma is there hanging out with her mom, Erica. Erica doesn't know anything about this party space. So Maggie feels like, oh, I can't tell my mom we've been drinking at Ma's house. But Ma is now trying to ingratiate herself into Erica and Maggie's family. Back family. And Erica's like, oh my God, like I went to the vet and she works there. And it turns out Ma went to high school with me. Isn't that crazy? And Maggie, of course, already knows this. And she's like, uh-huh, and has to sit there and pretend not to know Ma. Sort of is to be like, what's going on? Like, is this a threat? Like that Ma could just come over my house at any time? The answer, of course is yes. Yeah. So we've arrived at the point where I don't exactly know what it, what set it off, but I guess it was like, we're to think this is Ben saying to her, you're pathetic. Yeah. I, you've liked me since high school. You are nothing. And I know you're hanging out with my son. And if you do it again, I will, you know, get arrested or whatever. While Ma is driving home, she sees Mercedes running on the street. She veers her car, slams into Mercedes. <gasps> And just keeps going, killing Mercedes. Oh, that's, yeah, that's in the trailer. Yes. It's just like, and it's like a real, it's like truly the epitome of a hit and run. And she, I guess she has like a bigger truck, so it's not just a car, it's a truck. Because yeah, the truck like, does not even dented. She goes flying. Yeah, and Missy Pyle, that's a future app on Missy Pyle. Uh, and um, after that, Ma turns up the radio, to, and it's, she's playing September by Earth, Wind, and Fire, which is a real fun, <laughs> I love fun moment. So I guess we're going to think at this point that Ma has just lost it. Like, Ma has, this has mm-hmm. caused her to have a total break with reality. She gets to the veterinary clinic. She gets a ton of um, medication, like diazepam, like animal medication. When she shuts mm-hmm. the door, we see that she has killed her boss, Dr. Brooks, played by the wonderful Allison Janney, and has put her into a dog kennel. 
but she is dead. <laughs> so she has now killed two people today. That's deranged. Uh, Ma also stops by uh, Meg and Erica's house and injures their dog in uh, some way where it's bleeding. I think it's a symbol like, I'm going to come for you too. Or like, I have acts, I can hurt you in some way. Sure. But she, we already know she's killed people. So like, this is almost like, oh, also I hurt a dog. It's like, yes, yeah. that's terrible, but the dog's alive. I guess you know? it tells them. Right. But we already know. So finally, Maggie does the thing that she should have done days or weeks ago. I don't know how long this takes place over. She says to, says to Erica, we've been partying in Ma's place. I know Ma. Like, I, I don't know what to do. And Erica flips out like any mother would. It's like, you are not of leaving course. this house. You better get in your bedroom. I am calling that bitch. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, what kind yeah. of person, you know, would do this? And so she ends up tracking down Ma. Ma's at the liquor store, of course. And she said to her, it's like, what kind of mother parties with high school students? Like, this is disgusting. Like, do right. not, like, do not, uh, if I ever find out that my daughter's at your house, like, I'm going to be, like, upset. Yeah, and Ma's like, wow, what is it like to feel like you're on the outside, huh? Sounds like you're a little jealous of Ma, which is not at all <laughs> what's going on. So this is all going on. It is the same day. That- <laughs> like, it, this is like this the— is such a day. Like it, like the um, like the violence just hits in this movie, and then it's just madness the whole way. You know what I mean? There's no like gradual. Okay, we're seeing a bunch of stuff. Like mm-hmm. the dog happens earlier. No, it is just it's on like Donkey Kong at this point. So uh, Ma has used the tracking device. I don't know if she pocketed it or I'm assuming that must be what it was. She pocketed the tracking device. So Ben shows mm-hmm. up at Ma's house. It was like I told you if my son Andy, and then Ma immediately ejects him in the neck with diazepam and he collapses. Ben wakes up. I'm going to say an hour later, he is naked, chained to Ma's bed with like a pink towel over his dick. And we see that he is connected to like a, he's getting um, a blood transfusion from a bag. And on the bag is the name Louie, which is the name of Maggie's dad, uh, dog. So (laughs) Ben is getting a blood transfusion with dog blood. Of dog blood? Yes. That would kill you, right? And Ma walks us through our hair thought process. You know, okay, she's like, good. you're a dog. You've always been a dog. I should treat you like a dog. And this, you didn't say this part, but like A to Z, I'm giving you a dog blood transfusion. Would dog blood kill a person? Yes, yeah, right? I, I we don't think ex- so. I don't think you can. Like, we can't even take, like, other blood types of other humans. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah so I don't think. But dog I mean, like, blood is And I think not. you would die horribly. Like, I don't think it would be quick. No, I think it would no, be no. awful. No, it would be very bad. And so she also, she's, she grabs Ben's dick. I'm assuming it's a prosthetic dick because of the way she handles it. But you see it. It's a, the faux dick. Oh, And there's... she holds a knife to it and says, maybe I should just cut this off. Or maybe not, which is a fun moment. That's really funny. But she doesn't cut off his dick, but she just sli- slices his wrist and he's being filled with dog blood and then shoots him again with the tranquilizer. Like, this guy is going, like, and now he's just left there. Like, she is, like, okay, hasn't changed dead. the bed. He's not dead yet, but okay. he's, On unless he could get out of there, I don't think that he's, he's gonna not going to survive very much longer. So Maggie's at home. Uh, Erica has grounded her, and she went out to go yell at Ma, and now she's gone to sleep. And Maggie gets a video from Ma. And in the video, she sees that despite what Andy said, Andy is over at Ma's house because all the kids are still partying there. Right, yeah. It takes a lot to get teens to yeah. stop going to, like, the one place where they all get to, like, get drunk and have sex. Exactly. Like, everyone's like, we're not going to Ma's. And then it's, like, 11 p.m. It's like, okay, we're going to go to Ma's. Let's go to Ma's. Where else yeah. are we going? And so in the video, Ma says, he's mine now. Thanks for the earrings. And she's wearing <gasps> Maggie's earrings that she t- stole. So Maggie's like, I got to go and bust up this bitch. So Maggie steals her mom's <laughs> keys because uh, Erica has fallen asleep and drives the car over there and storms in and like starts yelling at Anne. She's like, what the hell are you doing here? You promised me you can go here. She's crazy, you know? Yeah. And she realizes that it's everyone is left except for like our main crew and that they've all been drinking this punch that Ma made. Oh, no. And let me tell you, it's a potent punch. It's a jungle juice for sure because everyone is essentially becoming unconscious. Yeah. And so everyone collapses and is sort of, like, drunk, and she's not sure what to do. She's kind of, like, trying to, like, uh, figure out how do I get their bodies out of here? Like, this is a lie, but it's like, how do I get people out of the basement? And then right. in the meantime, Ma has, I would, is there a word for this where, like, it happens a lot in movies where, like, there's cellar doors and somebody puts, like, a broom or a pole in the handles? Oh, yeah. So, like, there does need to be a word for it. I'm sure there yes, is. Yes, it happens so much. It's, like, it's, it's not barricading, but it's in that world. Yes. She's blocking. You cannot open yeah. the cellar door because she has put a pole in the handle on the outside. Yes. 
Yeah. So it's a, the, there's that like meme that goes around where there's like it's like the door lock and there's just a Cheeto. Uh, yes. And it's like that. Uh, you exactly. Know, you can understand what the meme is, but this is the opposite of that. Um, so the only option that Maggie now has is to go up into Ma's house. But because Ma's crazy and has been keeping her daughter there, the door, the front door also locks from the outside. So she is locked in. She cannot Jesus open the Christ. front door, right? <gasps> and she hears Jeannie yelling upstairs because, um, you know, Ma's doing unspeakable things like sedating her daughter and giving her pills or whatever. Yeah. And as she approaches to go try to help Jeannie, Ma injects um, Maggie also with a tranquilizer. When Maggie wakes up, which is basically in the morning, it's like 7 a.m. already. Good, great. When Maggie wakes up, she sees everyone in her original crew is now tied up with dog collars. They are chained up in the basement. All the animal stuff is real wild. Yeah. And then in a fun moment, they also have Ashley, like the girl who'd always fall asleep. She was there, and she starts to wake up. And Maggie gives her like a don't wake up motion, and Ashley just <laughs> pretends to be asleep again because that's like her superpower. Yeah, that's fun. So, Allison, i got to ask you. Things have gone from bad, honestly not that bad, but then to much worse. Yeah. So who do you think will survive to the end of this movie? Who will survive? I think that Maggie and her mom mm-hmm. will survive. I think her, I think Andy and Ben die. Okay. Uh, I hope Darrell lives, but... Yes, Darrell. And then the other boy is Chaz. And Chaz, I, I feel like another one of them go, dies. And the okay. fake drunk girl maybe gets away. And then finally, what do we think about Ma? Oh, I think she has to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also, what about Stu? Oh. My, my favorite character, Stu. Oh, I mean, the fact that you're bringing him up makes me think he dies. Okay, great. And Jeannie is alive, dead? What do you think? The daughter? Uh... She's alive. She lives. Okay. She deserves to live. I she would deserves say. to live. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. Miracle Grow is simply the best. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. All right, so it's about 7 in the morning. So I don't know what Ma's been doing, but I guess maybe they're like, we'll just shoot in the daytime. Um, because right uh, at the same time, uh, Maggie's mom, Erica, is waking up and realizing her daughter is missing. And she's like, it's that bitch Ma. They're at Ma's. She does not know that things like Ma's been murdering everyone in town all night. Right. But right, right, right. she knows that something is wrong. So she calls my favorite character, Stu, and says, Stu, will you come with me to go get my daughter? And Stu, because he's a great coworker and a good friend, says, Yes, I will. Of course he will. So then we're driving, uh, they're driving to go to Ma's house. Ma has this monologue about like, You know how hard it is to know that everybody's having fun without you, without even considering that you might want to join in. And the hard part is when they can't even see you standing right beside them. And she burns Chaz with an iron on his stomach, and she sews Haley's mouth shut. Jesus Christ. And she tells Darrell, like, I'm sorry, Darrell, but they only want one of us. So basically, like, there can only be one black friend in the group. And she Uh, paints his face with white house paint. Oh, my God. 
And basically, it's just like torturing them and tormenting them. And Andy wakes up and is like, Ma, are you mad at us? Which I thought was funny. <laughs> That's such a like she, teenage boy kind of thing to be like that far behind on what's happening. Yeah. And Andy, like she picks up Andy like a rag doll and started dancing around. And she says, you smell good, just like your daddy. <laughs> and he's like, basically still unconscious. Like he's just coming around. Yeah. And he said, you know who we are? The cutest couple. And then Andy tells Ma, I love you. And he kisses her. And they're like making out. But she what? knows it's just it's just a ploy to like distract her, you know. She and she knows that, so she stabs Andy in the stomach with a knife. Just then, the doorbell rings. <laughs> the doorbell rings. So Ma's like, "Everyone, be quiet!" And she goes upstairs, and it's a cop, Tate Taylor, the director. And she's like, "Hey, there's like a bunch of cars in the road. <laughs> like, there's a like it looks like a, a party. Like, what's going on? You know." And uh, Ma's like, um, oh, it's probably just like a sorority hazing or, you know, the sororities. Well, I'm going to take my daughter to um, to the hospital because she's sick or whatever. And cop's like, okay, sure, I believe it. All right, goodbye. But as, soon, as he turns to leave, he hears Maggie screaming in the basement. So he turns back to Ma. Ma shoots him, <laughs> killing the cop. Where did she get a gun? Um, oh, like it's the gun. Remember we saw her pull a gun on Chaz right, earlier? Right, but like where has it been this whole time? I've, I think I that know. I think Ma always keeps that Ma's thing armed. on her. Ma is armed. I think she always keeps that thing on her because Ma lives this life where at any point in time she's just going to go totally code red and go nuts. So then she makes Jeannie get up out of her wheelchair and drag the cop into the house. So they're kind of distracted with that while Maggie's trying to figure out how exactly am I going to like get everyone lo- loose or whatever. She doesn't do it. And so Ma forces Maggie to pose everyone's unconscious or in Andy's case, dying bodies around Ma, like it's like a yearbook photo. Oh, my God. And then after what? she makes Maggie do that, she hangs Maggie from a leash from the rafter. So Maggie's, like, choking on this dog collar. But finally, the one person who's like, I have finally had enough, and I guess all she needed was to talk to, like, two other people for two seconds, which is Jeannie. So when Ma's yeah. coming up the, the basement stairs, Jeannie knocks her ass out. Ma falls down the stairs, but unfortunately, in doing so, she knocks over a bunch of candles, setting the basement alight. So now, not only is everyone tied up and in some cases stabbed or their mouth is so shut, they are, they're, the basement is filling with smoke and flame. And also the basement door is still shut. So everyone's just like, ah, like just panicking, like not sure what to do. But luckily, Jeannie has like stepped up and stood up to her mother. And then finally, I think Jeannie helps her get gets her down, and all the kids are awoken by the flame and the smoke. Even Andy is like like up on his feet, like trying to figure it out, but they can't get out of the the cellar door, and they're all screaming. And it's sort of it looks like it, it's the worst possible situation to be in. And finally, someone on the other side rips the cellar doors open, and it's my favorite character, Stu. Stu. And Stu has my favorite line of the movie, which is he rips open this the door, and it's filled with, like, screaming bloody teenagers and fire, and he goes, oh, my gosh, which is a very <laughs> funny reaction to that. That's really funny. So Erica runs down to, to get everybody out, and she's apologizing to, to Ma, because Ma's, like, monologuing, and she's like, I... You, you were mean to me in high school, so this, I had to do this. And, and Erica's like, I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. I, I was just a dumb kid. I didn't understand what they were going to do, and I'm so sorry that this happened to you. And, and Ma's, like, monologuing and screaming, and she's dragging her own daughter, Jeannie, to throw her in the fire. And so finally, <laughs> Maggie grabs a knife and stabs Ma, huh. and she says, I'm not weak, and I'm not my mother. Which is a very again like it's like is that what we were saying about the film? Right. It's, it's like, like I'm not my mother. I can murder somebody. Yeah, just because she couldn't like like her husband left her in San Francisco. She like sucks. <laughs> like we're like and the, and the implication that moving back to your hometown is such a cataclysmic failure. failure. Yeah, that no. like. Anywho, so she stamps Ma. Ma is obviously shocked by this. And Erica's able to get Jeannie and uh, Maggie out of the house. So all the kids are on the lawn. And ostensibly, even though Andy was stabbed, it seems like he's going to survive. So instead of leaving, Ma walks back upstairs to Ben's body, which is he's dead now. And she lays down as the fire consumes the the house. And she dies with a big smile on her face. (laughs) That's the the end. end. That's the end. (gasps) Wow. That is a wild ride. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it hits hard. I'll say when the turn happens, you're like, wow, it's just, it's just, um, it's, uh, you're going at 60 miles per hour the rest of the movie. Yeah, that is a hard left. 
what were you what were you consider some fatal mistakes in in uh, that our characters made in the movie Ma? Fatal mistakes. I mean, going to Ma's house after the first time, even the first mm-hmm. time. But like, I understand. I've like we've all made mistakes. I've gotten in a car with a drug dealer before. Like, it's not. There's no. We all are morons. Um, but after she revealed like that things are not right. Right. That's when you should have stopped going there. If you had done, if they had done that and like told an adult what was going on, like the rest could have been avoided. Yes, absolutely. And I guess it really speaks to like you should try to have better communication with your parents, which is hard when you're a teenager. Like mm-hmm. obviously you don't want to tell your parents anything, mm-hmm. especially if it's like, oh, my friends, I trust my friends to to not lead me into terrible situations. Yeah. But yeah, I guess there were a lot of mistakes made, but they were all very human mistakes. Like mm-hmm. I could see like, yeah, you shouldn't go to her house because the person who owns a home is acting really erratic, but uh, people do that all the time. You rationalize right. people's behavior yes. all the time. And she like gave a lot of like reasoning. Like I'm sick, I'm on this exactly. medication. I'm like, it, you know, it all works, especially if you're a naive like 15, 16 year old. Yeah. And fundamentally, Ma's smart. She did not use her intelligence for good, but she was able okay. to create a situation that made those kids feel comfortable. Yes. Which brings us to our next segment, which I'm calling This Magic Moment. And I want to discuss with you what moment in high school do you think could have led you to become a horror movie villain? Like, what, if anything, happened to you that you're like, this, while not as bad as what happened to Ma, Mm -hmm. what could have led me down this path? Wow. I will say that I don't think that there's anything that anyone did to me. There mm-hmm. are certainly, like, embarrassing moments that I can pull up as I'm thinking of them. But, like, I think I, I luckily do not think I was, like, the the butt of any major, like, group jokes. The, at least, by the not grace that of I, God. At least that I know of. I'm sure people talk <laughs> shit about me all the time. Right, exactly. But I, there wasn't, like, some kind of, like, like, you know, public humiliation at the hands of other people. Right, um, yeah. That I could really... This isn't mine, but I do remember I was somebody who, in middle school, I always wore a coat because I was just, like, uncomfortable with my developing body. Mm-hmm. And there was another girl who also wore a coat. Oh, like a jacket. Like, mm-hmm. a, you know, like a, not a cute jacket, but a jacket you can wear inside, not like a big winter coat. That That's yeah. like, okay, you're asking for it at a certain point. But I remember it was sort of like, I just didn't want anyone to notice I wore the same jacket every day, which obviously they did. It just didn't mention it. Yeah. But this one, the other girl who always wore a jacket she was in an argument with a friend of mine, Vicky. And she says, like, really mean to Vicky. And Vicky said, oh, yeah, well, you always wear that coat. And everyone's like, <gasps> like, just the idea of pointing out that she always wore this coat was so, I was agog and aghast. I was like, no, if people could see her, which obviously ever again, they can see my coat. So I feel like if somebody had said that to me, I'd be like, well, my my thing is I wear a coat and I kill people. <laughs> like, just, I was, she was read to filth and by reading to filth, it just means I'm pointing out what you look like yes. in middle school, which is everyone looks so bad. You just pray that nobody picks on you for the way you look, you know? Yeah, middle school, definitely more, for me, like more traumatic than high school. Yeah, you're right. Because my high school is like, at least you have like friends and like you're semi-coherent. Yeah, and like you're a little bit more comfortable. Like you're still like, figuring out almost everything, but at least, like, you feel a little bit more, like, you have a grasp on some stuff, whereas, like, yeah. middle school, I also, like, once in middle school, no one, I mean, someone definitely found out about this, but no children, <laughs> was that, like, I, uh, I think I was in, like, seventh grade, I got off the bus to walk back up my street to go home at the end of the day, and when I got home, I realized that I had gotten my period everywhere, and it definitely was on the bus. <laughs> I mean, I just gotta think. I I have a similar story, but I definitely think like every 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 surface girl. in a middle school is covered in period blood at like, all times. Yeah, because like you really don't. And like it's cre- when I think back, I'm like, did I not know that was happening? <laughs> like, but probably. It's like, I mean, like it's you're twelve. New, yeah, yeah, it's like a new feeling to like have that. Ha- so like you're just kind of out of touch with like how everything feels. So like that, yeah. I think about that a lot as like. Also, I was walking, my street is, like, you know, a quarter of a mile long. So, like, I was definitely walking up it for a while. Like, so just everyone with could see it, is what you're a massive period stain. Were you on, also, like, wearing white jeans? This is what No, the, I think I, I was like wearing actually. dark pants, which is, oh, thank God. Uh, like, I want to, re- I remember, like, navy blue cords or something. Oh, good. <laughs> my, my similar story was, I remember I was in sixth grade typing class when we had to do oh, that. Typing, we had typing class, too. 
And I got my periods through my jeans, of course. The palest jeans you've ever seen. Of course. And I bled onto the chair, but I kind of like pushed it and I had like a sweatshirt to try around my yeah. waist. So I got away with it. Literally, I go the next day and the chair is still there. It's just been pushed in the corner. That chair is covered with my period stain for the rest of the year or however long I had that class. <laughs> and like no one knows but you know. And I guess like the teacher with the seating chart probably knows. But also if you're the teacher or the janitor, I mean, put two and two together. Get it out of there. Like, it's, you know, it's sitting on it now. So I think if that was me, I would become mom, but my thing would be just leaving, like, you, you would just find, like, a period state and be like, she was here. Or I'm, like, marking you for death or yes, something. Yes, yes, And then finally, I'd like to um, take us to the spooky scale, which, yeah, of course, is there. a giant, um, eldritch, physical scale. It looks like an abacus that I have, abacus I have in my house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we sort of, we use it to determine how spooky a movie is on a scale of one to 10 screams. Again, this is simply how spooky a movie is or how spooky we find it is, not whether it's a good movie. A spooky scale. This feels like a five or a six to me. Okay. It's like, there's, it's a little bit cartoony in certain, like filling someone with dog blood and like the way that she like runs over Mm -hmm. Mercedes is like pretty like, it's scary, but it's not, it's not like gripping terror. Yeah. It's just kind of like big, like crazy violence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and because like it's, you know, we're dealing with teens and like high school, like there is something just a little less scary in general. Yeah. I'm going to say, I would give it, a, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Because I liked it. I, I enjoyed it, but I feel like it, it almost didn't feel like a horror movie, and I think it's because we sort of saw flashbacks of Ma, like her um, mm-hmm. origin story, so early that you are sympathetic to Ma. Versus, I feel like in a, in a normal horror movie, you would they would save that, and there right. would be a reveal like, oh, this was why she was acting like that. It, it came so early that it almost felt like a drama or something, and I really yeah. was like, I do feel bad for Ma. I understand I that what she did was wrong, right? But I do understand her feelings and and feel bad for her. So in that way, I find it less scary because part of me is like, mm-hmm. listen, I get it, Ma. Yeah. High school stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, another uh, terrifying episode uh, for a movie. So please, uh, if you're having fun, make sure you're subscribed and rate and review the podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Ruin Podcast. And if you're in high school, please know okay. that this is the horror movie part of your life. Yeah, it only does get better. Eventually, you're gonna, Stu's going to rip those cellar doors open and you're going to be able to escape. Yes, yes. And then you can enjoy the, the thrill of your 20s and 30s. But until then, <laughs> please, please, keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. 